0: Good evening and welcome to a Wednesday evening, March the eighth edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, and we are here tonight with uh, our good friend, uh, Dr. J.B. Hickson. Fresh from, well, what can I say? he's been he's been all over the country speaking at prophecy conferences, but most recently, at uh, the Orlando Prophecy Summit. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, he's been telling me a lot about what happened there. And I, I want him to share that with you guys tonight. Uh, if you're listening, you're going to love this this little update. It's a little departure from what we normally do, but it's really still important information as to, as to what was seen, heard, and done at this Prophecy Summit in Orlando. Important stuff you need to know about And uh, I know JB's excited about sharing uh, what happened there and some of the events and some of the speakers with you, as I am. So, um, JB, welcome aboard again tonight. Glad to see you safe back at home and uh, from the road. And you're probably as tired as a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. (laughs) Uh, And so I appreciate you taking time to be with us tonight.
1: I tell you what, I am tired, uh, Curtis, but boy, it's always so great to talk to you, and uh, thanks for having me on again. It's always a a great privilege and a great opportunity to to share uh, with your audience, and uh, of course, the Not by Works audience also benefits uh, from uh, all of our conversations as well. But yeah, great to be back. We got in uh, late yesterday afternoon, uh, just in time to turn around and head to Denver for our Tuesday night Prophecy Night and uh, so that was uh, last night, and those that video was posted. It was part six in that series on why Bible prophecy matters now more than ever. But before I get into um, just my reflections on the Orlando Prophecy Summit, my my personal thoughts, the just kind of the way my family and I. Uh, you know, appreciated everything that went on there and and just some stories and anecdotes. I want to take a moment to turn to the Word of God, and I want us to take a look at a familiar passage I know uh, for your audience uh, and mine as well. And that's Ephesians chapter six. And I was, you know, thinking over the last uh, well, really, since the first of the year, in particular, but it's been getting progressively worse. We've been facing just some incredible spiritual attacks, some spiritual warfare, uh, both from within uh, the church as well as outside the church, and just little things. You know, it's it's not any one thing that I can point to. I, I'm not seeing you know visions of a a red hooded devil with a pitchfork and a tail or anything like that. But we are very acutely aware of the fact that. Satan and his minions are not at all happy with the exposure that uh, our books uh, are getting and the gospel is getting through all of our uh, radio and TV interviews and podcasts, and, um, and it gets weary. It really does. And so I was reminded of something that uh, a great man of God, Warren Wiersbe, who's with the Lord, he died, uh, I think he died in 2019, but just an incredible gifted theologian and Bible teacher. Many people have benefited from his uh, Bible exposition commentary series that he's done. Uh, But basically, you know, he reminds us uh, that sooner or later, every believer discovers that the Christian life is a battleground and not a playground, and that he faces an enemy who is much stronger than he is apart from the Lord. And I've heard him actually say that. Uh, Before, and he's written it in his uh, books, and he's right. And Ephesians 6 describes that battleground. And we know that the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, but the church is at war with a spiritual enemy. And we need to remember that. And it's my belief, having studied the Luciferian conspiracy for many years now and written about it and talked about it for years and years, that that war is heating up, and that we are getting closer and closer to the the triumphant return of Christ, first to rescue His church and catch us up to meet Him in the air, and then later at the end of the tribulation to uh, defeat the Antichrist and the false prophet and usher in the long-awaited kingdom of peace and righteousness and justice. And so uh, I believe we're getting closer and closer, and I uh, see that, and I hear it. We've experienced, as I mentioned, spiritual warfare, very painful, very hurtful. Uh, you know, uh, our emails are just blowing up. The more exposure God gives this ministry uh, through these uh, books and other conference speaking ministry, the the broader our audience, and that just means the law of large numbers, you're going to get more emails. And uh, sure. it's been a real learning curve for me because, you know, I've always prided myself in returning every email. But we're so flooded now that you know I, I'm just I'm way behind, and I just don't have the time to return, especially critical emails. I've made the decision just recently that if someone writes me a nasty email, we're just not going to respond. And often in the past, since I didn't get too many of them, I would graciously respond, "Thanks for sharing. I'm sorry, I disagree. And I'd recommend a book or some other resource that that might help. The person see the error of their ways, uh, but now I just I just ignore them. Um, they they sting a little, but I ignore them. And uh, you know, people. The more you talk and and awaken people to the reality of what's going on uh, in the spiritual realm, uh, mm-hmm. the more you're going to step on landmines and toes of oh, people.
0: Why? Absolutely.
1: And so, you know, we face some of that. And then, you know, I do still respond, or at least we're trying to respond to every genuine question, you know, people will send us a a question, and, you know, I'll do my best to respond. We're a little behind, as I said, but I I got uh, through a bunch of them today, and still got quite a ways to go. But it's difficult when we're on the road, Curtis, because... You know, when we're at the conference, we're working sun up to sundown, and then when we're not, we're driving. You know, we had 26 hour drive uh, Sunday afternoon through yest- yesterday afternoon, and so I can't. Uh, really that's well... why I
0: called you the road warrior, buddy. Amen.
1: Yeah, no, no, no doubt, and you know I can't really re- respond to emails uh, while I'm driving. <laughs> actually I can, but my wife really doesn't like it when I do that. So, um, but uh, I can respond to phone calls uh, as best I can while I'm driving. Cause I've got, you know, hands-free, but, but uh, anyway, so we're playing catch up, but it's uh, it's funny, you know, if, if people send me emails uh, a lot of times we'll get emails from people that say, Hey, I've attached a, a two and a half hour documentary. If you can watch it and let me know what you think. Well, I mean, I really, I wish I had the time to do that. And I, <laughs> You know i appreciate you passing these things along to me but I, you know i just i cannot serve as the general encyclopedia for for everyone out there if it's a quick question with a quick um my thoughts on it i'll do my best to respond and i'm going to do my best to respond to any question but uh it's just it's not that this is you know what what's happened is it's just l- large numbers when you get a larger audience by you know statistically you're going to get people that you know, uh, more, more often reach out. So bear with us if you're uh, one of those that is awaiting a response. I promise I haven't forgotten you. I do want you to know I read every email. We listen to every voicemail, and uh, those of those that have my text, my cell number out there, I read every text. Um, and I get so many great uh, leads and uh, stories and articles and things from people. You know that that's why I love our audience. It, it's a pretty awake group that is clear on the gospel for the most part and also passionate about uh, the end times. And, and so when they come upon things, uh, very often it's stuff I haven't come across yet. So uh, my, uh, you know, our not by works family is essentially our research arm. And so we do appreciate it. I don't mean to sound so negative, but uh, but anyway, going back to Ephesians 6, um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting that Paul addresses this mm-hmm. in Ephesians because I think, uh, you know, most of our listeners will understand that Ephesians was one of Paul's prison epistles. Uh, It was his first one, in fact, number seven of his overall uh, letters that he wrote, but uh, the the first of the prison epistles. And of course, he had visited Ephesus uh, on his missionary journeys. And what we learn from both the book of Acts, as well as from extra biblical sources, is that Ephesus was a the site of a you know a very high percentage high density of demonic activity absolutely. And so it is not surprising then that in his letter back to the Ephesians, he addresses this spiritual warfare. And in fact, uh, one of my professors at Dallas Seminary years ago, Daryl Bach, um, super guy he's you know I don't necessarily agree, we we don't agree with each other on a, a few points, but uh, certainly a great scholar and loves the Lord. And uh, but he wrote uh, one of the preeminent uh, commentaries on Luke, uh, and he's written a bunch of other uh, commentaries uh, as and in books and journal articles as well. But he pointed out that the cosmic struggle, uh, and, you know, between the in the spirit world between good and evil comes up a lot in the book of Ephesians, Mm -hmm. but that, you know, we tend to think of chapter six, because that's where it sort of uh, is really focused in. But, you know, he starts out, in Paul does in chapter one, where he, he talks about beginning In verse 19, what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, now listen, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and that every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a, a, a glimpse right there at the fact that there is something happening in the unseen world. Uh, that is always at play and christ of course is uh the victor there uh chapter two same thing it comes up again uh, when he says uh for example uh that he's raised us up together made us sit together in the heavenly places in christ jesus uh and he talks about and beginning up in chapter two verse two uh That we were dead in our trespasses and sins, which we once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Well, who is this prince of the power of the air? Um, You know, I talked about how the Luciferian elite are poisoning the atmosphere last night in our uh, Prophecy Night message. I hope folks will go back and watch that. It's posted uh, the first video in the first spot on our videos page of our website um, because I talked a lot about how they're poisoning the atmosphere. And, and, right. you know, we understand that this, that when things are heating up on earth, that means they're heating up in the heavenlies. Um, but on and on throughout the book of Ephesians, you see these passing and sometimes concentrated references to the heavenlies and how Christ has, is seated far above uh, the principalities and powers. And, um, that, you know, in chapter five, he talks about how we are to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but to expose them. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do here at uh, NBW Ministries. And so, uh, you know, going back to our primary text, Paul says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that's the key. And that's what Warren Wiersbe was saying, that apart from the Lord, the enemy is much stronger than us. Yes. But in the Lord... And if we understand our identity in Christ and who we are in Him, we have already won the battle. Um, The key verse for my Spirit of the Antichrist series is 1 John 4, 3, which reminds us that the Spirit of the Antichrist is already at work in the world. But the very next verse, as I often remind people, says that greater is He who is in us than He who is in the world, 1 John 4, 4. So Mm -hmm. we have... Uh, you know, the the victorious power within us, the resurrection power, uh, as Paul calls it in Philippians three. But going back to Ephesians six, he goes on to say, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And here's the key for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And, you know, when people are writing you letters and um, criticizing, you know, your ministry and criticizing your motives and uh, criticizing, you know, Uh, a lot of things about what you've devoted, you know, 35 years of ministry to, it can sting. Um, And, you know, um, we get anonymous notes, people will put an anonymous note in the offering box, which always strikes me as incredibly immature and spiritually immature. If you have something to say, just say it. I mean, we're pretty approachable. um, And uh, we'd love to, to chat with you and hear you out. But when people write nasty notes and don't even sign them, they just go straight into file 13, if you know what I mean. Um, yes, but, I uh, do. <laughs> But, you know, that can sting. But it's helpful to remember Paul's encouraging words here, that we are not wrestling against pen and paper, against flesh and blood, against emails, against, you know, gossip, against, uh, you know, divisiveness, and, and, and those mm-hmm. who try to sow discord. That's not what we're wrestling against. That's right. We're dealing with a spiritual warfare. And I tell you, the spring is always, for years, the spring has always been a busy time for our ministry. Um, but this this spring, it's been, you know, off the charts in terms of radio interviews and TV interviews and traveling and conferences and writing. Don't forget, I'm still working on the next book, which I still hope, come what may, Lord willing, to have out by October. But, um, you know, it, when, when you're already worn to a frazzle, it makes the spiritual attacks, even much more painful, sure. because you just you, you really do, do have to rely on the strength of the Lord, you know. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and uh, and that's kind of what we've been uh, what we've been experiencing. But it's uh, you know it it just seems like uh, you know th- uh, this time of year uh, we're particularly susceptible to that. Uh, But I'm so proud of my wife who kind of keeps me on balance and just reminds me, hey, look, you know, for every one criticism, there's a a hundred people or more that are out there blessed by the gospel. And and, we don't hear from them. You know, the squeaky wheel is always the loudest, you know. And so so when person takes the time to say well i didn't like that you mentioned this or it's usually when you mention names or you say some one little side note and someone exactly. will say i don't agree with that and then they make a big deal about it sure um, but you know we've got um this is our second interview uh, today we got two more tomorrow we got one on friday and then i have a meeting friday night as well um and so uh you know, with the growth of Not Mark's Ministries, we've seen the growth of Plum Creek Chapel. And so, uh, yeah. praise God for that. I mean, we're we we, yeah. we uh, we're baptizing people. We've got to put in a new baptistry or in the process of it. We've got a, a waiting list already for people who've trusted in Christ and are ready to make a public profession and be baptized. Yeah. Um, and so our Plum Creek Chapel board is meeting to uh, talk about kind of adding some staff and what we can do in the future to kind of meet, uh, the demands of a growing fellowship. Uh, so it's just coming from all directions. Um, but, uh, I cannot escape Curtis, the feeling that this message that we are preaching is for such a time as this, because after going to this conference, and I guess we'll, uh, we'll shift gears now and, and, and talk about, uh, And talk about the conference. And I'm just going to kind of give you my visceral reflections on it uh, from start to finish. But after sitting through some of those sessions and interacting with some of those uh, prophecy conference speakers, I tell you, I am more convinced than ever that we are headed for something big in the next uh, few years, if not sooner. And I pray that the Lord, in his uh, grace uh, and in his timetable, uh, chooses to call the church home before things get really bad, because if he doesn't, we're going to have to really steal ourselves and really rely, as uh, uh, Warren Wiersbe said, on the power of the Lord, because apart from him, That's uh, right. we can do nothing.
0: Who who were some of the other speakers there, JB? Yeah,
1: so uh the Orlando Prophecy Conference was put on by Prophecy Watchers. I encourage folks to go to prophecywatchers.com and by the way on our website at notbyworks.org you can there's a highlight banner there that links you straight up to where you can order the uh, prophecy all 30 I guess it's 38 videos because they threw a couple of bonus ones in there but there were over 30 at the conference all in one package, and you can stream them on demand. And so I highly recommend you do that. After I walk through some of these, you're going to see uh, why. But it kicked off last Thursday evening, and uh, Billy Crone kicked it off. And I got to tell you, I have followed Billy for years. Uh, he's got some cutting-edge research and really is addressing a lot of this spiritual battles. But that message that he gave to kick off the conference was... Uh, was just unreal. And it was all about Klaus Schwab and specifically the, uh, the, the he called it Klaus Schwab and the current Holocaust. And the parallels that he made between the uh, gene editing bioinjection that you and I have talked a lot about over the last couple of years, right. um, also known as the COVID-19 vaccine, but it's not a vaccine. And the the Holocaust. And it was quite appropriate. In fact, I had already prepared my message, which was first up the next morning, Friday morning, on the totalitarian tiptoe, uh, the Luciferian plan for global control. And within my message, I had already planned and did talk about, uh, you know, the the Nazi component and, uh, you know, Hitler and the Holocaust and all that. So it was really uh, just kind of a lot of crossover between Billy's uh, message, but it was powerful, and it really almost brought me and Wendy to tears because it. We have not been thinking a lot about uh, all the devastation and death that was has been caused by the COVID vaccines. Uh, I mean, we've we've seen it, we've talked about it, I've written about it, but in the last few weeks, we've just kind of been focused on other realities. And he had the statistics and the data that just will blow you away, and so. That was Billy Crone. And by the way, I want to give this caveat, just so maybe I can preempt some some of those negative emails that I get. Um, (laughs) Just because I'm speaking positively about some of these messages from some of these speakers, by no means is an indication that I agree with every jot and tittle of their doctrinal framework. Um, uh, You know, we are passionate at Not My Works about the clarity, accuracy, and urgency of the gospel. Not all of these uh, speakers you know, share that same passion. I mean, they're, of course, they believe in the gospel, but they might not be as clear about it as they as they, as they articulate it. They might not, you know, always, you know, uh, a <coughs> solid grace based presentation of the gospel when they do talk about it. Right. And we may other, also disagree on other finer points of theology. But I tell you what. This is not the time or the place to quibble over that. I mean, if people want to hole up in their little dry and dead church with 12 people and parse Greek verbs and talk about, you know, the symbolism of Leviticus, hey, more power to you. But this world is rapidly hurtling out of control, and we need men of God like the speakers at this province. Prophecy Conference, who are willing to stand up and sound the alarm. Right. And so, obviously, if someone's preaching a false gospel or is a false prophet, of course, we want to distance ourselves from them. But I just wanted to say I'm going to speak uh, favorably and objectively about a lot of these speakers, even though I know, having studied them myself for years, that I don't agree with them on every finer point of theology. Right. Um So anyway, it was great to meet Billy, and I really appreciated that message. Brandon Holthouse was there. I had spoken with Brandon uh, by email before, but I had never actually met him, and so it was great to hear him speak. He talked about in his first message, which was also Thursday night, preparing for the beast system, a prison without walls. And again, both of those two messages Thursday night, it was almost like they set the table For my message Friday morning on the totalitarian tiptoe, the Luciferian plan for global control, because I talked about how they're going to use AI and the smart cities and the smart technology and all of these things to basically create an open air prison system was my term for it. Uh, Ryan Peterson is a a guy that I've gotten to know a little bit. I've shared the platform with him at other conferences, and I'm going to try to interview him. He agreed to do it for a not by works podcast. Uh, he has quite a bit of information about the Nephilim. Uh, I, you know, have studied that for years and don't land exactly where he lands, but if you follow our ministry, and I know you do, Curtis, you know that we'll bring on guests from time to time that we might not agree lock, stock, and barrel with, but we want to encourage our listeners to think through the issues and study it for themselves. I uh, right. I have recently had a guest on that talked about the 7,000-year model of human history, which uh, and that guest I, I really respect, he's a dear friend, and but we don't necessarily see eye to eye on all the same proof texts that he was citing, but it was fascinating, and got a lot of good feedback, and I encourage folks to, you know, to check that out. Uh, right. So Ryan Peterson has uh, done quite a bit of research on the Nephilim. Now, for those listeners who may not know, the Nephilim, of course, are the product of the unholy alliance between the fallen angels and the daughters of men uh, that is talked about in Genesis 6 and uh, that that union that unholy union that the new testament refers back to uh it pro- it uh, produced a race of hybrids part uh evil spirit and part human being they're not fully human they're not yeah. redeemable they are hybrids which is a separate class of an evil spirit so you've got fallen angels demons hype you know nephilim um and so, uh, you know, I've not written about that extensively, but it's on my list of uh, future books. I have talked about it extensively over 30 years of ministry, but uh, Ryan Peterson did a great job, super guy, gracious, humble, and very, very knowledgeable on that subject. So Nathan Jones and I have worked together. He's from Lamb & Lion Ministries. Most of our listeners will know that name, worked with Dave Reagan. He's been there for 16 years, and of course, Tim... Uh, 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 More, the current director of Lamb and Lion Ministries. Mm -hmm. And so Nathan and I spent some time together, you know, uh, between sessions, and I really appreciate him. But he talked in his session on the demise of the globalist agenda, which was kind of refreshing because so many of the speakers were talking about all of the enemy's tactics and plans. But, you know, Nathan came at it from let's not forget what the Bible says is going to happen to this guy in the end the antichrist and the false Prophet. so very very good uh don perkins a great guy super nice and uh, really spent some time interacting with our with my family remember my wife uh my daughter uh, brooke my granddaughter zoe and my other daughter abby one of my other daughters were all with us on this trip and we all worked you know our tails off uh just (laughs) kind of keeping all the balls in the air uh (laughs) You know, after you speak at these conferences, obviously there's usually a particular rush to the table where people, you know, want to get some of your resources. And then, even what was different about this conference is even between sessions when I didn't speak, because I spoke twice on Friday, I didn't speak at all Saturday or Sunday or Thursday night. But even without having spoken, people were still interested. In, in our resources and the resources of many of these other speakers. But you know Don's a, a super guy and uh, he talked about the reality of hell. Tom Hughes, uh, another great guy. Many of you have heard him on Jan Markell and other places. Uh, uh, he spoke on how the system of the beast is here. So again, there was a lot of crossover and similarities between some of the subject matter, but each speaker came at it uh, from a, a little bit different angle and uh, tom has invited me on his show lord willing we'll we'll get that scheduled here soon but can't wait to interact with him another super guy our booth or table was right next to his so we got to spend a lot of time together just visiting and you know you can tell a lot about a guy about guys uh, you know speakers but w- with how they interact with you know they the people that come up to their table and Tom is one of the most gracious guys I've ever met. He took time to talk and listen. And, and as, as we try to do, you know, stepped around from the table and got, you know, right close to people and shook their hand and just listened and talked. And, um, and so anyway, I really highly recommend, uh, uh Tom Hughes, at least on, on these subjects, Nathan had another message also on, uh, uh, Friday called the end time sign of technology. That was another great one. Um. Mm-hmm. Todd Hampson spoke on why the book of Daniel is more relevant than ever. Oh, boy. Yeah, (laughs) that was a good one. Uh, Jeff, I had not worked with Todd before, so uh, he was great. Uh, Jeff Kinley, I've worked with him at several different conferences through the years, uh, and he talked about the Antichrist's scripture, uh, scripture's portrait of Satan's coming prince. So just to kind of an overview of the biblical data on the Antichrist. Um, Brandon Holdhouse, another powerful message that people were we're talking about that you've got to catch is, uh, what he called the Lord is revealing Laodicea to the remnant. And he really took to task a lot of churches today that are woke, that are abandoning the plain teaching of scripture and that are apostate. Um, and that was, uh, that was very powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one of the guys that I have kind of followed for many years and but even going back to my academic days back in the you know early 2000s when I was teaching full time uh, and and uh, but a guy that I never really had met. And and I'm so glad our paths crossed. And that's Bill Salas. You know, he is you know, he's a, he some of his views. I can't wait for his new book to come out, by the way, uh, which is on the future eschatological wars. Um, And we disagree on a few uh, minor points, like he's one of the eschatology experts that sees Psalm 83 as prophetic. I I see it as a lament psalm. Um, But those are minor issues in the grand scheme of things. But what I really loved about Bill is this guy is as gracious and humble and soft-spoken as anybody at the conference. I mean, he does not wear his you know, credentials or his expertise or his fame, because he's pretty well known. He's a top tier eschatology speaker on his sleeve. He graciously came to one of my sessions and then made a point to come to our table, meet me and my family and tell me how much he appreciated what I had to say. And I just I just fell in love with the guy. I mean, (laughs) uh, and, uh, you know, just have a whole new appreciation for him, which is what I love about these types of uh, types of things. But he spoke on uh, from Here to Eternity, he also spoke on the Ezekiel 38 war, the coming attack on oh, Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Um, Mondo Gonzalez was there. Uh, I have grown to really love him uh, ever since I had the chance to do some uh, uh, studio interviews out in Oklahoma at Prophecy Watchers. Um, Billy Crone, I've mentioned him. He spoke again. A lot. Of, everybody spoke twice. Um, Bill Koenig. Uh, you know, he he is, I've worked with him before at other conferences, and he's a Washington insider, and he spoke on Washington's political chaos, a D.C. debacle. Oh. And, uh, you know, I don't uh, take the same view of the right-left paradigm that he does, but then again, I'm not an insider. So he ha- always has some insights and some things that I hadn't considered, and he's uh, worth listening to. Um, but uh, But he was great. And then one of my favorites, and again, for those of you that Know my theological paradigm. This might surprise you, but a guy that I, I quote in the book or cite at least in the book, and then uh, that I have followed for years is L. A. marzuli Oh yeah, and L. A. and Russ Dizdar, who I deeply respected. He he passed away. I believe they killed him uh, just a couple of years ago. But my whole chapter thirteen in *Spirit of the Antichrist*, Volume uh, Two, uh, has a, a section. There's a big section there on on the. Uh, Black Awakening and just satanic ritual abuse and some of the stuff that Russ Dizdar was famous for. Um, but he and R- L.A. worked together. And L.A., man, he just is another one like Bill Salas that just he's he's humble, gracious, kind. Um, he, he heard uh, he has not read my books, but he had heard about him and he heard that I talk about in chapters nine and ten of volume two, the UFO phenomena. And he right. couldn't wait to get his hands on it. Uh, we're hoping to connect when he's here in Colorado Springs coming up. But uh, I sat in his sessions, and he first of all, he's he's hilarious. He's just a funny right. guy.
0: La Marzulli does have a,
1: <laughs> a, a a strange
0: yet yet uh, yeah. You know, just a great all-around sense of humor about
1: things. He, he, yeah. And he's not like scripted humor. He's almost like the, right. sort of the Robin Williams of Christianity or something. He's I don't he, know. He just, yeah. he, he's he, the off-the-cuff guy, yeah. He, just, he really, that's a good way to put it off the cuff. But man, yeah. he talked about crop circles, which uh-huh. yeah. I highly recommend. And then, of course, the UFO update, which he he's personally interviewed. One of the guys that I uh, cite extensively uh, in my uh, book about uh for the uh ufo appearance at the nuclear facility military base i think it was in montana yeah. uh the guy's name escapes me right now but i researched him extensively and, and cite several books both by him and others well la you know he goes and does his own research and, and interviews these guys so anyway ufos crop circles great stuff mondo gonzalez as i mentioned he talked about how the red heifers have arrived and the significance of that um I mean, just great stuff, just all around, you know. Did
0: Mondo uh, give give an update on uh, – well, I mean, and I don't – I'm trying to verify this. That's why I'm asking this live. Uh, I heard that all five of the Red Heifers that were were, uh, promoted as candidates uh, were rejected.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I didn't get – that was the last message of the conference – that okay. one that Mondo gave on Red Heifers, and I didn't get to sit in because we were dealing with traffic at our booth, and then we had to, you know, we had a nine and a half hour drive. Conference didn't end until one o'clock, and we we tried to get to Nashville that night, so I um I didn't get to sit in on that one. But I have said previously, and I've talked to Mondo about this, that you know the Red Heifer, uh, you know, buzz, while it's very significant and prophetically significant. It's not the first time this has happened. We we right, this right. every few years, and it's in the past. You know, it, it doesn't always pan out. So, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't keep watching and keep.
0: Well, it, know, it's a eventually. good reminder, uh, you know, to us as, yeah, you know, es- eschatologically, a good reminder, and it always usually brings into focus the current events and how they relate to Bible prophecy, even clearer every time that happens. So,
1: oh, oh yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, but I heard they were all five rejected. I, I don't know if I can verify that, but that's what I've heard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that could be. And, and I, you know, I would just encourage folks to listen to that, you know, that message. So again, uh, you know, over 30 messages and then in this package that Propsy Watchers is selling it's a it's all downloads and are all streaming and then you get six months of unlimited access to it they also threw in several others like Gary Stearman's message on uh uh all in the, the seed yep yeah and uh we've we see uh Tim LaHaye's last prophecy messages included. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So highly recommend it. I don't make a penny off of it. This is all a prophecy watchers, but I gotta tell you, it was impactive to me. It was uh it, it really encouraging uh, because it's just nice to know that you know, I'm not the only one out there sounding the alarm. Of course, I knew I was and I I watch all these guys, you know, myself and listen to their podcasts, but still you do when you get them all in the same room and all in the same conference hotel, by the way, this was at a wonderful conference center. If you ever get a chance, if the Lord doesn't come back and they do it again next year, they're go to the conference because it sold out. And I was told directly by the conference director that it was the largest conference that hotel had ever hosted. Uh, And it's a huge hotel uh, right there next to the Florida mall. You've got easy access to all of the essentials in life like the coffee shops and the chick-fil-a and all that stuff so yeah, yeah. what more could a guy want i never had to leave the <laughs> building for four days you know so uh, but anyway uh yeah highly recommend it but you know they are promoting uh this and uh and i think it's a great way to kind of get you know as much data uh you know as you can in one one spot so uh check oh, that out absolutely. the link is at our website uh, it's let me see where it is here. It's the second position of our highlight carousel. The first position is last night's prophecy night message, which is all about setting the stage geologically mm-hmm. and atmospherically. And that's totally free. You can watch it or listen to the podcast. Um, and my messages at the prophecy conference in Orlando I don't, I may have skipped over those, but I think most of our folks know. But I spoke on uh, the totalitarian tiptoe. I did mention that. My second one Friday was called Bloodlust Exposing the Luciferian Depopulation Agenda. Yeah. And I, by all accounts, uh, it was, you know, uh, a really powerful message. It was standing room only. Uh, I think the topic really interested people and uh we probably had over 500 people in that room um and you know we didn't pull any punches and uh so right. i encourage folks to uh you know when they get the streaming uh package from prophecy watchers they can watch that unfortunately we're not making it available through not by works that's because we're trying to encourage people to get the whole package through prophecy sure. watchers um, but uh you can you can certainly get get that uh through the link at our website
0: Well, you know what, J.B., I'll tell you, I I appreciate the update on uh, the Orlando Prophecy Summit, but uh, can you give us a heads up as to uh, where your next speaking engagements will be?
1: Absolutely. So God has been good. We're we uh, will be home for a while in the pulpit at Plum Creek Chapel. Again, if you're in the Denver or metro area, come see us on Tuesday nights at Prophecy Night. Uh, even when I'm out of town, we do try to record those. And so there's there's always something posted every Tuesday night uh, with with few exceptions as we go through that series. But uh, for the next uh, three weeks or so, we'll be in town. So come out and see us then. Uh, continue my series on Sunday mornings at Plum Creek Chapel on the Book of Acts. We now, uh, we've grown so much uh, that we've... Uh, We've actually launched a second worship service on Sunday mornings. Oh,
0: amen. Uh,
1: I preach the same message at both, so you can come either at eight thirty or at ten o'clock, uh, and uh, you know that's that's been wonderful. Uh, our next event is up in the Pacific Northwest. I'll be at Candlelight Christian Fellowship, uh, speaking there uh, four times uh, at their worship services on Sunday, and then uh, after that we head to Tulsa in May for the Mid America Prophecy Conference which we speak at uh, or have spoken at every year the last six or seven years, and uh, really looking forward to that conference. Uh, All of these are, by the way, are posted on the events tab of our homepage at notbyworks.org. And I want to go back to kind of where we started with the, um, the, you know, Ephesians 6 and the reality that, you know, the Christian life is a battleground, not a playground, as Warren Wiersbe put it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't want to, I don't want to sound too Discouraged or you know uh, you know depressed uh, because God's doing some amazing things in our midst. We are seeing responses. I'll just get just one anecdote, one example. One of the letters that was waiting on me in our mailbox when we got home today was a a, a lady from a letter from a lady that. I've just grown to really love. she. Her name is Vicki. I've corresponded with her half a dozen times or so over the last couple of years. She lives in a nursing home. Uh, she has no, uh, and she's in Minnesota. She has no internet, no phone. She doesn't listen or watch podcasts or anything. She just, um, someone had given her a book of mine, and then she wrote me a letter. Well, I wrote her back. I try to respond to every letter that we get, again, unless it's critical. Sometimes people send me these, you know, 13 page diatribes where they're so critical. I, I just don't have the time for that. But but every letter I I write a personal response to. It. So I wrote her back. This was a couple of years ago. And then she wrote me back. And then I write. So we have this sort of, you know, exchange. Well, just today she wrote and she said. I had sent her, you know, several books uh, uh, through the years, different ones that I thought would be of interest to her. And I had sent her a short little gospel booklet uh, called The Story That Matters. I didn't even write it, but it's one that we value very highly. And uh, she responded, oh, that was great. Can you send me this? I saw this was mentioned in that book. Well, it happens that I have a copy of the book that was referenced in that little booklet. So I sent her that with a little note today. And so those are the kind of things that warm my heart because I know you know, this lady is never gonna stand before audiences and, you know, preach. She's she's just a humble servant in her nursing home, talking to her, you know, sweet mates, uh, and you know, talking about Jesus and talking about the yeah. Lord. And so, that's that story is magnified tenfold uh, as I interact yeah. with people. So God is doing amazing things, Curtis. We are, we know that He has us here for a reason. We know the devil doesn't like it. We know that he's doing everything he can to stop us. We've had technology issues. We've had, you know, you know. right after we left, we pull a trailer when we travel uh, because we we pull all of our resources, books and DVDs and our luggage. And so uh, we had only been on the first leg of our trip, you know, when we left a couple of weeks ago. And sure enough, the trailer had a, a screw come loose, literally, and we had to oh. delay 45 minutes while I went into Home Depot and bought the necessary tools and the screws and stuff that I needed to fix it. And, and it didn't give us any more problems after that. On the way home, we pulled out. And even though every time we stopped for gas without fail, I walk around the trailer, check the tires, check everything. For some reason, the the morning of our last leg home, this would have been yesterday morning, both tires on the trailer were almost flat I don't know how that happened uh they were fine for two weeks worth of driving around and yeah. you know it's a long drive you know to, to Florida uh so I had to go to a gas station and fill them up and they were fine the rest of the way but you know that kind of stuff just doesn't happen uh, you know I believe there was funny business going on and I think ultimately it's part yeah. of the spiritual, um and battle uh, and then you know dealing with uh, just other technology issues and um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's an exciting time to be engaged in the battle, but it most definitely is a battleground and not a playground.
0: Well the and, more the more attention Satan seems to be giving you, uh, that's just a good indicator of how relevant you are to God's will.
1: Yes no I hope so I believe that's right and you know if the devil's not bothering you or attacking you you know you know you have to ask uh, why not are you are you no threat <laughs> yeah. to him that's <laughs> right yeah, yeah he doesn't he doesn't go after apostate christians because they're already kind of pawns in his game leading people away from the truth of god's word so right. uh, but uh you know I'll end where I finish. the church is at war with a spiritual enemy and uh we're not just walking With Christ and living out our lives uh, and so forth, we are actually waging warfare. That's right. That's what uh, Paul tells us. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. And therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. So Curtis, thanks a bunch for just letting me share my heart and, and and kind of give a summary. We're going to be doing some more videos with Prophecy Watchers in the next couple of weeks. They're going to interview all of the speakers and kind of talk about their sessions just to kind of uh, continue to uh, get people aware of it. But go to notbyworks.org, click the banner there for Prophecy Watchers, and you can see all about the uh, the package that they have to stream all 30 videos.
0: Well, JB, thanks again for being with us tonight. And, and as always, brother, I mean, I, I'll just tell you this. I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you again. If we can be a platform to help to help you get, get the word out, uh, man, I hope the Lord uses us for that and, and in a big way. So, uh, I mean, you're more than welcome. Anytime you've got an update or you've got something critical you think needs to be shared or disseminated, um, man, give me a call. Let me know. We'll We'll put it on. You know, we you know what?
1: I'm going to take you up on that. I promise, because we always—it's uh, it's always nice to have a dialogue rather than just me talking. And uh, there are plenty of times when I—I I have just what you say, where I feel like, man, I—I'd like to talk about this for half an hour, and you'd be a great one to do that with. So thanks for that offer.
0: Well, that offer is a standing offer; uh, it, it shall never disappear, sir. Trust me. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, you know, I value you as a as a friend and a brother, and. Uh, And as an expert uh, on uh, the things that that you've written about and speak about, and uh, we're just mightily blessed to have you on board as as a team member here at the Christian Underground News Network. Thank you for being here, J.B.
1: Hey, you bet. God bless you, Curtis, and uh, we'll look forward to the next time.
0: All right. We'll see you soon. Um, This is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. Until two weeks from now... We'll probably hear from J.B. again if we're if we're lucky enough. And he, if he's got the time, uh, we're going to have him on. And uh, we'll also have a segment with Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And, of course, our good friend Lucas Doremus will be with us again in probably two weeks. So, uh, listen, uh, got a lot to do between now and two weeks from now? That's great. Get it all done. But make sure you clear your calendar for an hour with the Christian Underground News Network. Until two weeks from now, may God bless and keep you. May you be even more aware of the spiritual battle that we Christians are in. And uh, may we always be an asset to your knowledge of those things. And and we pray that we're doing that in the right way. We think we are. And uh, we appreciate your listenership. So be with us again in two weeks. And until then, we're signing off. May God bless and keep you. We'll see you soon.